welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. Hi, I'm Shanti from Muses. And I am Lynx from Muses. Glad to be back here. Hey, Shanti and Lynx, great to have you back. And it's probably been a couple of weeks since we last heard from you, but <laughs> um, uh, no big deal. And, and we really appreciate, uh, you know, you did uh, great on minutes 90 and 91. Oh, thank I think, you. I think you've both heard them at this point, or you might have heard at least one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what so, the yeah. critics are saying. Shanti yeah, and Lynx did amazing on Almost Famous Minute. <laughs> so we hopefully yeah. we can get that uh, rocking for the next two minutes here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so this is Minute 92, and it starts with William putting two of his fingers on Penny's face. And ends with William half dancing with and talking to Penny. Yeah. So we were talking about the two fingers on the forehead before. And uh, we were saying that maybe we think it's a nod back to when Penny was kind of yeah. manipulating William's face and saying, now you're mysterious. <laughs> That's probably like my favorite part of that scene, actually, that loving movement of his hand over her face mm -hmm. and um, her kind of coming into re the reality of the moment. Um, I think that was beautifully, beautifully done. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's weird. I mean, you kind of would might sometimes do that to kind of like soothe someone. And yeah, he certainly wants to kind of, you know, you know, give her some kind of, I think, you know, just, you know, be calm, not, not be so, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, manic pixie girl. -ish. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's also kind of not good for someone that's ODing in a sense. You, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, just it's, it's always, there were, there were the previous moments when he's going, wake up and wake up. And, you know. It's a light touch for a heavy moment. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not going to wake you up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah. And he really does continue on there, like the, the seconds, you know, 10 on, 10 to, you know, almost 20 roughly. Um, you know, you know, really, really like doing that. What what I said in the starts with ends with uh, a bit of a dance. Um, you know, he's starting that, uh, giving. I mean, essentially, essentially hugging her, holding her up, keeping her because she. You know, there there are points when, I think later on in the minute, you know, seconds. Oh gosh, well, maybe not. Um, I thought there was some point. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Uh, thirty nine seconds, thirty nine or so. You know, when it actually shows her feet, and I mean, she's very much not. You know, standing on her own. Two right, feet and even her seconds. head is starting to go yeah. onto his shoulder. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's becoming more and more and more limp. So that final touch there of the forehead is when they're kind of face to face, mm -hmm. and then she becomes almost just slightly under him, almost like a bit of a damsel in distress, yeah, mm -hmm. um, kind of thing, and. Yeah, she's growing unconscious as the seconds progress, yeah. and he somehow turns it into a romantic moment for himself. Y yeah, it's, it's definitely the I think the next minute where we we have the cringe, but you know it's 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 certainly we're not starting. There yet. It's starting. It's <laughs> yeah. starting here. It's, it's just you know yeah this this bit of a kind of a dance. Yeah, because yeah, we're still flashing um, back to his graduation right. at yeah. this point. And that's where the, the Color of My World song is continuing. It's, uh, you know, the, the lyrics that are being sung, promise your love that I've waited to share. I mean, there's all been all this waiting <laughs> a lot, you know, throughout this movie. 
mm-hmm. on, on William's part, especially. Uh, I suppose this is the most vulnerable moment that we've seen Penny in and mm-hmm. that William's experienced Penny in. So it does make sense that he also, as his most vulnerable, confessing his sort of love or whatever for her and um, take, I guess taking that moment because that is like the most real Penny we've seen. Yeah. And then while this is kind of happening too, the principal is saying into the class of 1973, we say, don't forget to remember yourselves as you are today, full of hope and the dream that everything is possible. So for he's saying this to a group of people who are just about to graduate saying your life will begin soon or there are many things to come whereas William is already doing it his life has already begun it's already happening yeah, for, for sure. him and sometimes you think too like for all of those graduates sitting there it's actually never going to happen for any of them. <laughs> Very true. You know, like maybe they will remember themselves as they are then, but for them, not everything is possible. And William is one of that, you know, small percentage of people that really do get to live out their dreams. But if you're graduating high school in 1974, are you essentially, you know, a boomer now? <laughs> yep. Y- and so- yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I think it might be really close to the line of Boomer and the initial Gen X because I'm at I'm at the end of the Gen X. I've been told. Yeah. Uh, some some people have even said, "Oh, but you're a millennial, aren't you?" It's like, oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but then you said those lines from the principal. Um, he says hope and dream, and then the lyrics are just the opposite that are being sung. And dreams of our moments together, killer my world with hope. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's. I mean, it's really interesting writing that you know one that you know he, Cameron whether he had this song in mind when he was writing these this dialogue or really the, the speech by the principal, and you know he decided to put those two words especially in that order <laughs> in this yeah. in the dialogue and then and it's just the opposite in the lyric. I'd say for sure Cameron thought that through and yeah. <clears throat> it really shows. His passion for music and film combining there, like really making the most out of every moment. And that's why things like this are so great. Cause yeah, most people probably don't even pick up on, you know, those little. Yeah. When you're watching it in normal, normal mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not stopping and starting and repeating, having it on a loop as I do right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It shows you like the detail that they really put into the work. And that's why it's so fantastic. Um, so so then, like like I was saying, though, I mean, even though he kind of seemed to want to, I think, soothe, you know, uh, Penny with the with the uh, hand movement uh, on, on on her face, you know, it, there's a point where he's saying, "Penny, no, wake up!" Even um, she she replies, "I'm up." <laughs> yeah. Um, and and then then we hear, and remember this years from now from the principal, and that actually takes us into our uh, uh, one of. The, the the just def, definitely the more dramatic of of two uh, somewhat short uh, uh, deleted scenes. The second one is uh, you know virtually you know not there at all, but it's hardly anything to talk about. But the, this first one though, <laughs> so he so it's and remember this that the that the principal says twenty years from now when we all own home computers 
and we all travel in shiny electrical cars that move swiftly high above our city. That the key to the future is keep today alive forever, forever, forever. <laughs> <laughs> so and 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 so so it's not just the principal saying this, but it's the cutbacks to Francis McDormand. <laughs> yes, and also the girl behind her that we ta- yeah. we talked about last minute, I think. You know, Francis McDormand's face is just like, what are you going on about, you nutty old man? She, <laughs> I mean, it's so some... tense. It's so yeah. good. She's doing so much in her eyes in that yeah. moment. But but, And then the girl behind her is just continuing with that big grin smile that I think I talked a little bit about, you know, mm-hmm. that, that she mostly wears. Yeah, <laughs> and just nodding along, and yeah. it's like the best speech she's ever heard before. <laughs> um, And then, uh, you know, William, you know, goes into this little, you know, thing that he's t- saying to her, but at some point he, he kind of goes, you know, y- you won't remember this. <laughs> so, and this is coming you know, back it's, it's to crazy. don't forget to remember yourselves as yeah. you are today. Remember oh, yeah. this in yep. 20 years. Wonderful. And the thing is, is even <laughs> though that he's saying, you're not going to remember this. She does remember it. She's going to remember it in a few scenes later on yeah. when she's on the airplane and he's in the airport. So yeah. Penny does retain some of this stuff, probably not for too much longer. But yeah, there is a lot of that theme of what one is remembering mm. in these certain states and then what you bring on with yourself into the future. It's very deep. Yeah, so he, so now he's confessing his love, and it's this yeah. confession of his love that when she's on the plane and she looks up at him after she's already, I mean, you'll get into this about her real name and all that stuff she sees yeah. and she knows, he told me that he loved me. And that's what he does. He loves her. And I was reading some stuff, too, about this scene on how, you know, William might have been thinking that if only she knew that or only if she felt the same way about me, this wouldn't be happening to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't have sent, it wouldn't have sent her into the state of wanting to dull dull her pain or something possibly, I guess, with, with mm-hmm. the quaaludes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then William says, I'm about to boldly go where yeah. many men have gone before. <laughs> and I mean, if we're going to pick apart the scene, then it's like, oh, come on. You know, like, how rude. The and- thing that makes this scene okay yeah. is that little moment that Kate has after he kisses her and she does that little, hmm sound in the next minute he because this minute it it ends right before right before the kiss yeah yeah it's so weird i mean there's you know when 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 a bunch of the other shows that that do the minute by minute or even longer but nonetheless it's there's there's sometimes when you know the minutes will get cut up and end like perfectly you know Mm-hmm. You know, from one scene to another, or it's, I mean, it's, it, 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 it cuts at a pretty decent time, but it's still almost like the end of a, uh, you know, it, it, it would be a punchline or something, or, you know, the, the, the denouement. <laughs> you 
you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. But William is saying, I'm about to boldly go. Yeah, right. Boldly? <laughs> okay. Apprehensively. I mean, appre- uh, there you go. You yeah. nailed it. And I know he's well, so nervous about it. Almost like he knows what he's doing is there's a line there. And I believe he knows he may be crossing it, which is why he drops her. And then the scene. Absolutely. And then our minute ends. And so I know. I think he knows what he's doing is, but... He's almost like he's talking to her still. <laughs> he's talking to her still. He's almost justifying it a little bit or mm-hmm. he's acting as if she is still there with him. She's still in the room with him. She's still conscious. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, the point where he's saying, I know you've heard this before. I've never said this to anybody. Who hasn't then, legally then, had to then, say then, it back to Yeah, me. the joke of, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that he legally had to say it to anyone. It's anyone that had to apparently had to legally have to say it back to him, which, I mean, I guess was his mother and sister, and maybe father, too, when he was much younger. But uh, there are weird issues to... We don't really understand, movie-wise, you know, where his father is, but true, the truth, you know, for, for Cameron, that his, his father was uh, still around, is my understanding. Um, you know, so that's that's one joke, you know, and that's it's, it's, it's kind of one that's been done a, a bit before, you know, trying to pretend that people have to legally say something like i love you to their kids but and uh, but, can we yeah. confidently say that this is william miller's first kiss i wouldn't doubt it well no no no, no. i guess well there was the <laughs> scene with the other girls yeah, earlier the oh, of course one of them of must have kissed him yes no absolutely thank you it's but like... we didn't see it i guess but yeah, that had to have happened. Right, the, the girls first one kiss seen. each other in, sure. in front of his, yeah, in front of his face, but we don't see him. Anyone? Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not his first kiss. Okay, he's an experienced um, so- man by then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 it was encouraged, you know, or you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know, Penny didn't do anything to <laughs> keep that from happening. You know, I mean. Yeah, I, you, know, I, you know, we certainly got into it pretty heavy uh, in, the, in those couple minutes, especially, uh, you know, I mean, if, if the roles were if the genders were reversed, I mean, it would be awful. But, you know, it's in, in a way that makes it that means it's awful still. It should mean it is, um, you know, at least at least from a today's perspective, you know, from a 70s perspective, you know. Yeah. Or even I 2000 think... when the movie came out. Yeah. Certainly not as bad. Yeah. But, yeah, and I think that's kind of something we talked about maybe a little bit before is that in a lot of the things that we post, especially when you get into baby groupies and things like mm-hmm. that, that um, a lot of people don't want you qualifying by saying, but things were different then, you know? Uh, actually, I don't know if you saw... There's this Instagram account called Groupies Outrageously on Instagram, and they have tens of thousands of followers, and they just put out, uh, like, a message to their followers saying, like, we just want to let you know that we started this account when we were 16 years old, and now we just want to let everybody know that we, like, don't condone. Lynx, did you see that? I did, yeah. So... Am I on the right track here? Like, we don't condone the era of the baby groupie? Well, I think it was just, yeah, 
addressing that that wasn't morally right. Mm -hmm. And just because it happened in an era previous doesn't make it okay type of thing. So even though we're talking about these women like Sable Star and Lori Lightning and we're celebrating them doesn't mean that we feel that that's okay. I think it's more like there's an obvious power imbalance between a 14-year-old girl that's, who's in love with a rock star and a 25-year-old man who is that rock star, even if it's consensual, even if they're both living the same types of lifestyles at that time. There's still a power imbalance there immediately, not just because of age, but because of position and everything, too. Right. And then we think back to William and Penny. They're not too far apart in age. And if anything, he's younger than her. So the power balance and dynamic there is completely different than if it would have been anybody else holding her up. Had it been Red Dog, had it been anybody else, it was William. So it was seen as a more innocent moment. Yeah. And more accepted. While I say he romanticizes the situation, he does he's in love with her it's this moment of honesty between them i'm not saying he sexualizes it like we know he's not gonna do anything further than that clearly it was like a perfect he wanted to profess his love in that moment and while it's still like a little creepy when you think about it and watch it and everything there's a a vast difference between romanticizing and sexualizing yep in this case Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there is the, the, the other joke then that you kind of, you, you, you said the line, you said the boldly go where many men have gone before. So that is the, the play on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where, where we, you know, to boldly go where uh, no man has gone before and actually got changed to no one at one point um, even. Um, but uh yeah, you know, it's it's I mean, it's, it's something that makes perfect sense for a person of his age here in 73, you know, 16 years old, 73, you know, Star Trek was on essentially like 66, 66 to 69, roughly. So, I mean, he was the right, the perfect age to have watched it, you know, as it first ran as well as some repeats probably. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it yeah, it is a bit cringy. You know, to to kind of say that, to to you know, imply that that to, you know, I mean, she she's ha- she has to have been with many 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 men, but th- has she really? I mean, she's definitely you know a, a muse for uh, Russell, but do we really know of other men that she's really been a groupie? Been you know? No, we just two, two and four hear know? the legend. But they never yeah. get specific with her yeah, right. on like who or what or when. But you get the impression she's been around for a couple years. And... Didn't she break Mark Boland's heart? Hmm. That's right. She did. Yeah. She broke Mark Mark Boland's heart. It's famous. It's famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost famous. So. But yeah, and regardless of whether or not many men have gone there before like it doesn't make it any better or worse you know whether 
yeah, just because many men have gone here before means that, well, this is already charted territory, which gives me permission to also go here. But I don't think he meant it that way. I think also if you've got somebody ODing in your arms, you're talking to them. You're also talking to yourself. You're just saying whatever is yeah. coming to your mind to keep them up, to keep yourself. You know, it's a kind of a traumatic situation and he's still maybe trying to make a bit of a joke about it. And while I might not do this for any other person on the planet, like I I do give a little bit of, you know, benefit of the doubt and a little bit of leeway and a little bit of softness to William in this moment. Whereas, like, you know, if it would have been anybody else, I probably would have, you know, tore him a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you're watching it as just one minute, it can seem a lot creepier when you haven't had the whole perspective of the film, right? But like, he hasn't done anything yet. He's only just kept her awake, kept her up. He's he's about to boldly go. But he hasn't been, he hasn't gone there yet. <laughs> that's for another minute, my friends. Um, so I, I think the only other thing I thought I'd might, you know, share about the minute that we mm-hmm. see closer up, maybe this minute than we did last. We certainly, I, I certainly don't think we talked about it. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the school is and so forth, but we know what the <laughs> we know what the initials are from the podium that the principal's staying at. Uh, JHS and Archers. We know the the uh, I guess the uh, mascot <laughs> are, are this, the, archers? the Archers. Yeah. Interesting. So are you referring to the high school that he went to and Yeah, I mean if you know if you know Cameron's high school and if it is JHS It's not. It's the okay. University wow. of San Diego High School. Oh yeah, that's right. You did yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, and it, it's such a, you know, such a interesting, you know, back like in the minutes 10 to 13, 10 to 15ish, you know, when when he's actually outside walking with the cream magazine and and comes to a kind of like a parapet, like almost like on a rooftop balcony type thing that's meant for people to walk around on i think too speaking Um, of cream magazine have you guys ever heard of crawdaddy magazine yeah absolutely well somebody somebody just got into our instagram comments and he asked us if we ever heard of crawdaddy magazine and i saw links that you replied like yes but i don't own any and then he got into our messages and asked us if we wanted them for free really oh my god absolutely i do all right well if you want to give them your home address (laughs) i know this guy actually so i'm totally cool with that yeah i'll I'll write him okay we'll check your messages apparently he's got a bunch of crawdaddy magazines from the 60s and 70s and he wants to give them away for free to you so amazing yeah i feel like i just won the lottery okay there you go we'll go (laughs) go answer him after this all right perfect (laughs) I love our fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are there any other notes from either of you? I think I'll save this them minute? for yeah. the next minute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. So uh, so from Links today, we'd like to hear about your experience with this movie. You know, the, the, you know, the first time seeing it and so forth. I saw this film, I think I was like 15 when it came out. I was already obsessed with classic rock and groupiedom yeah. and I knew all about Pamela DeBar and BB and um, I started when I first started going online actually I created a live journal community called Vintage Groupies and I just kind of put everything I knew about them into that and then other people would join and it became like a huge thing 
And so, yeah, when this movie came out, I was so excited and I I loved it immediately. But for me, now I can't watch the theatrical anymore. I have to watch oh. the director's cut every time because I just feel it on such a personal level because there's so much more Penny in there. So, yeah, I love this film and... It definitely had a lot to do with me getting into the music scene and I still work in music to this day because of it. And yeah, I watch it at least once a year. But yeah, always the director's cut. I think something too that's special about this movie that we get to have a certain perspective on it is that I feel and probably you feel like grateful enough that we don't have to watch it and feel like we're living this experience through Penny. I mean, we are in a way and lots of people I know do feel that way. But I also feel that we got to have like our own version of that, like absolutely 20 years later. So it's not like we have to totally live vicariously through her. We got to kind of have our own experience of that and be able to relate to that in a sense too. So I don't watch it feeling like I'm missing out on anything. Although doing what we did in, you know, the early 2000s is a bit different than what was happening in the mid-1970s. But I'm happy that we have to ha- we get to have our own stories too and we're not looking at it going like i wish i was penny lane i wish yeah, i was right. bb i wish i was pamela debar because at least we got to have a little bit of like that those kinds of experiences on our own too it's true and watching it now it does bring back memories from my own life experiences and helps me to relive those moments as well because penny and all the ladies are so fun and relatable and um so is William's perspective for me as well so yeah it definitely I love it on its own and I love it because I've lived part of it and yeah it's like a nostalgia film in more ways than one for sure Hmm. yeah it's really cool yeah so uh uh hopefully we'll be able to meet one last time uh uh you know hey you never know maybe further down the road but but uh uh, you know, for minute ninety three next week. Um, uh, but I, I thank you both, uh, Shanti and Links. Uh, um, uh, your your uh, plugs for this minute. You want to give direct people anywhere to a certain podcast? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's our podcast. It's called Muses. We recently released an episode on Linda McCartney. We've uh-huh. talked about, we released the one on Dwayne Allman, basically an Allman Brothers band biography written from the perspective of Dwayne's daughter, Galadriel. So that's kind of our jam. You can find that everywhere you find your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere like that. Check us out on TikTok at Muses Pod, Instagram Muses Podcast, and Facebook by the same name. So we'll see you guys over there. Yeah, that's great. I definitely highly encourage everyone to go check out the Muses podcast. So do we. With Shanty and Links. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I've been Eric Nash. I've been, you know, you can uh, hear me, of course, right here, but also on Feels Like Weezer, also on the, both, both of these shows on uh, Pantheon Podcast Network at pantheonpodcast.com. And a uh, big thanks to um, uh, Harmon Audio for supplying uh, the AKG Lyra microphone and headset, little podcast combo that you're hearing me through. 
Um, and uh, there's always my first uh, movie that I think I mentioned at the top, uh, or first uh, podcast that is, uh, uh, that was a movie by minute one, that was uh, Watchmen Minute. So please go check those, all those podcasts out, the ones at Panthe- Pantheon as well. Um, and, and also a big uh, thanks to uh, the guys who started the, the movies by minutes genre, so to speak, uh, uh, the godfathers of it, uh, Star uh, Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute. And yeah, that uh, I think that'll probably wrap us up, wrap it up today for us. Um, thanks so much, Shantae Links. We'll be back next week with Minute Ninety Three. Until then, it's all happening. It's all, all happening. happening. I am a golden god. Yeah! 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 And I was born in the backseat of a greyhound bus, rolling down Highway Forty One. You know the Queen of Hearts is always your best bet. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.